West Limerick 102. The following is the podcast of County Views, as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 28th of June 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Seamus Kelly and Councillor Jerome Scanlon. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Good evening, listeners. It is Wednesday evening once again, and a lovely, pleasant evening it is indeed. And you're tuned to West Limerick 102. And my name is Patrick Donovan. This program is called County Views, going out live on this Wednesday evening from now until 11 o'clock, repeated tomorrow morning. Thursday from half past 11 to 1. And, folks, if you, we have nothing prepared for tonight, so we just pop in. I was away in Galway and places like that all day so we depend on you to it is your program you tell us what you would like us to talk about and we'll start off with a bit of music i as i do a program here called a story in a song it goes out every saturday and many of them are repeats and the reason they're repeats is because we're i find the difficulty for people in the West Limerick area who can sing and play music they don't seem to be making themselves available to come in therefore we have to do repeats but um, I'm glad to say that um, glad to say that um, on this coming week not this Saturday the following Saturday we, we have a, a live group on and they are Celtic Fusion and originally, a number of those were with the famous Limerick band Reform, which Seamus Kelly would be familiar with in the late 70s. And they played here in the dance hall in Newcastle West. And as I have said, with those boys, and the, the, the big hit they had in the late 70s was you've got to get up in the morning. And of course, we had a case there in Dublin lately, which we discussed here in this program on the Wednesday night where uh, th- th- those young lads in Dublin uh, maybe two years ago now when they drove around the place bash- banging into police cars and went out for quite a number of hours I believe and one of the young chaps involved in that when he got his summons he was supposed to go to court and his parents came into court and said he wouldn't get up this morning to come to court so this is for all those people who do get up in the morning and maybe for those who don't get up in the morning and it is that famous Limerick band uh, and indeed they were with me in Knockfearna last night where we had a packed packed house in the Rambling House and they really went down a bomb as the saying goes and this is from 1978 it is you've got to get up in the morning Due to podcast regulations we are unable to play that song on this podcast County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. was reform and of course now part of them are playing with Celtic Fusion and as I said they were with us in Knockfearna at the packed house last night indeed and just to announce also that t- tonight is the last night of this series of programmes 
So some of you might be delighted to hear it and others might be disappointed. So tonight is our last night and we'll discuss it. So we'd like to hear your views and the various comments and messages, whatever. And of course, we have a lot of silent listeners and sometimes some people are too silent indeed. And I suppose corruption usually develops where you have too much silence. Uh, electric scooters there, people are on about those indeed. And there's t they're around now about two years. They're grabbing handbags and they're very dangerous and a number of people have been injured and killed from those. Seamus? Well, apart from people being killed and injured, they're, um, they're a, nu uh, a nuisance on the footpaths. They're speeding up and down footpaths on the public road, weaving in out of traffic. They have no indicators, they have no lights, they can do what they like. And more, nearly always are ridden by young men who seem to have no, no cares in the world about the public at large. We'll be talking about obese, Jerome. Obese, obese, obese. Every time they can hurry now since they have a leg above and this thing and the other leg in the road. Well, uh, yeah, they need to be legislated for. A bit of exercise. They need to, and, and as late as last Friday, <coughs> I was outside the uh, local post office at about uh, 11 o'clock, and two senior ladies, very articulate ladies, this guy came down about 11 or 12, came down on one of these uh, scooter gadgets and zigzagged in and out between the two women. Like... In incredible that this type of thing is allowed to continue. Now, we don't have enough guards in the street. That is the problem. Like, I must say, I went straight up to the guard station and complained, uh, and they did come down, but, and the, the, description they, <coughs> the description I had of the individual matched one they had of, some of another, of, the, of, of a complaint they had from another person. Highly dangerous, but not alone scooters, Pat. Push bikes. People are on push bikes in the footpath. Now, the roads aren't ideal for, for uh, bicycles either. So there is, there is a dilemma with this, but on footpaths, one needs to be very careful. An elderly person gets knocked over, Pat, and they'll never recover from the fall they get. Legislation. And we have, we have a government that should be legislating against this type of behaviour. Tom, um, we have all those kind of things going on. You and I have discussed them for the past five years. To, and a lot of very valid points have been brought up by listeners, yourself included. But the elected people who you would expect to be making the changes or putting laws in place, it seems to go in one ear and out there. They don't seem to be too pushed. Well, you know, we have discussed this area like on a good few occasions, and as James and Jerome rightly said, uh, they're, they're getting bigger are getting faster. The accidents are becoming more and more common. We had a, a fatality last week. I think that was the second fatality. We've had a lot of injuries. Uh, I don't hear anything from the RSA. They're talking about it. They're looking at, 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 at roads and tolls and all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, But as regards the, the legislation, I mean, it was very obvious from day one. Like It's like everything else. When these appeared on the scene, straight away it should, they should have been like I mean, licensed and insurance needed on them both. And in actual fact, we are coming down to the situation now that, as Jerome has rightly said, bicycles, I mean, they nearly have to be licensed as well now and they'll have to be like insured because they're getting so so fast, they're getting so big and there's all sorts of, you know, being gadgets attached to them to speed them up. 
And again, it's um, it's an area that's totally been totally ignored by the authorities. The Gardaí don't appear to have any say because they'll say it's not in legislation or hands are tied. What can we do? We, can, we can't charge them. We can't take these people to court because they're breaking no law because there's no law there. That's, that's the problem. They travel past 35 kilometres an hour. Think about it. And we have we have Minister Ryan, who is minister, supposed to be Minister for Transport and Minister for Bicycles, as Mr O'Leary of Ryanair pointed out recently on, on another platform. And he's doing nothing about it. There's a message in here. There are no guards in the streets of our towns anymore. How did this happen and why was there no discussion about it? I, I travel a lot and drive a lot around the countryside until <coughs> really you see a guard now except you see some checkpoint or inside and two, two of them sitting inside in a car maybe or something like that and you'd have a better chance now of seeing a pair of nuns walking down the street and you'll see a guard well I can't remember the last time I actually saw a guard walking the streets in Castle West day or night and they were, they were a common a common species many years ago yeah. we'd often see guards that walk around and people would salute them and they'd, they'd know all that's happening in the town but in the last 20 years, it seems that they're just staying inside the barracks and they want to come out or, or sit inside the squad cars. Are, are the numbers there at all? Well, the numbers the are going down, but even, even I mean, there are guardy on duty. I mean, and, we, they could walk downtown. Another thing, I, I find, another thing I find interesting, a person who'd be in town now and they'd be walking up another street quite a lot, and in Maiden Street, it's fairly sh- narrow enough streets so that the guard car passes down beside somebody with me quite often. Rarely ever now I meet a guard a car coming down against me, and of course that's their own business. You, that hardly ever salute you. Um, they just don't know the people in other words anymore. Well, I wouldn't agree, but then maybe they know me, Pat, and they don't know you. But they tend to salute if I if 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 uh, if I yeah. come across them. Just on maybe the, they know for, me. Maybe that's where they don't salute. Uh, well, we'll wait and see. <laughs> they could get to know you if you're not careful. Yeah. Um, just following on there from Seamus, last evening. Uh, just before a quarter past eight, I had a call from somebody in connection with antisocial behaviour. <coughs> OK. I rang to 0650, which is the local Garda station, four times, and they, it rang out each time. This morning, I rang Derek Smart, who's the superintendent responsible for Newcastle West, because we don't have one in Newcastle West now. He's in Limerick. Very a lovely gentleman, very... Uh, uh, you know, very accommodating, to be fair to him. He's and a superintendent uh, based in... He's in Limerick, Derek mm-hmm. Smart, and they have they have a major problem with uh, resources in terms of people. They're not there. That's part of the difficulty. Later in the day, Paul Reedy rang me back about this, and I was very surprised to be told that there were Gardaí in the station, but at that time of evening, it was that busy that they couldn't answer the phone. Now, like... Personally, I wouldn't be ringing 999 or the other alternative number to, to get people to deal with this because there's more important matters to go through 199 on. But that just sums up how, how um, I won't say they're not weak, but how poorly resourced the force is. That's quite common. People, accidents and various things or mm. house calls. Mm-hmm. We had the situation there in Kerry about the cattle, cattle stolen. She saw somebody was at six hours before a guard arrived. Yeah, some time ago. Even though I think but the good news, Tom, that somebody if, if has you been want to arrested uh, for stealing the cattle yeah. and machinery in Kerry. I don't know if you heard that or not. No, I, I heard it, <coughs> yeah. 
No, well, you know, I suppose, again, repeating ourselves, it's the one area where we've discussed and very fairly undecided to guardian number one because of resources and numbers and work practices like, and management is the real problem. And it's the area here that we have mentioned here with the, with the councillors and Jerome is on these, uh, these uh, committees that meet and uh, with the Gaudi, and uh, that's running into problems now that they have to have the questions have to be in before the meeting. And, uh, you know, it, it defeats the purpose of all this talk and, you know, by the by, uh, it's, it's superintendent Smart and his team where they, where they, they are in charge, like, I mean, they are, they, it's their job to ensure that the phones are answered because it, it, if there was an assault, if it was a robbery, if it was any kind of an emergency, like, I mean, I don't know what kind of antisocial behaviour, right, but once if, once you had the, the necessary wherewithal to report it, well, then there should be someone there trying to the phone. And that is basically the problem. It's a national problem, and it's management, and it's on the management side of the Gardaí and our minister as well. One thing that, and I didn't raise this today, but I've raised it at the last meeting with the Joint Policing Committee, we have a guard a reserve force here, and from what I can gather, there could be somewhere between 35, up to 35 people in it, but we never see them. They're you mean, never you mean in, this, in this district? In the, yes, in the county, as far as yeah, I know. Okay. They're there, but like last Halloween, when we had difficulties here in town, and at Halloween, the guards were under pressure because of a road accident, very, very sad uh, case, but nobody from the reserves were there, and they will tell you. Uh, that they can't go out unless they're accompanied by a member of the Garda Force. Why have reserves if they have to have a uh, uniformed Garda with them? But I don't think they have the power of arrest. Uh, well, no, but they can observe what's going on. They can see what's going on. Do you think Geraldo does a bit of a pushback against uh, the reserve from, from the, the top brass in, in the Garda? Well, I'd hold my counsel on that, but you've yeah. mentioned it. Okay, well, no, just a question, that's all. Hmm. Yeah, that question has, has arisen on mm-hmm. a few occasions, Seamus. Yeah. Whereas there, there is a, maybe a resentment could be coming from the top and the bottom as well. Because I, I, I believe that, um, that as, as Jerome has rightly said, that when they are in duty, they have to be accompanied by a member. And, uh, you, you know, well, then there are situations maybe where members maybe refuse to... Uh, to go out on duty with a, a you know, there, there, it's an internal issue again, and I think that, that the reserve they were never accepted really as such, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. with with the goodwill that that you need, but but from the public aspect of it, they were they were when they, when they weren't respect the guard themselves in a lot of cases, what chance had the reserve none, and like so that idea which was very good and which should have been expanded. It never took off really, and it, and you hear very little debate about it now at any level. I would also say that from the top down, perhaps Drew Harris has lost his way. Tom. Well, I agree with you 100%. I mean, his management system isn't working, no. 
and you know and we, we look at the violence we look at the actual serious crimes and the everyday you know, and we but then again like what 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 did it affect me today and, and I must mm. say it seriously affect me was when GSOC now have in, in, and the DPP have initiated I mean serious charges against um, the member I, I remember I can't remember yes. uh, in connection with this case of these three of uh, people who were, they were killed in Dublin you know three criminals like, I, yeah. and uh, I mean <coughs> that in, that's an actual fact and the, the trauma and you know like it's I would honestly say that that like We've listened this week to the turmoil in RTE and the carry on there. Do you have something to get here? It's far behind well, well, the, ca- the, the case management. of that unfortunate man who thought he was doing the correct thing in the line of duty, yeah. and now he's, 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 he's been, up for... He, oh, he's some serious yeah. charges. And, yeah. t- that, and, and even today, the, the DPP want to take him to a higher court, even, you know. So, I mean, what kind of, of a message does that give out to the, the serving guardian they were talking about here tonight, that are on duty tonight, and they're, and they're going on duty tonight at, at, at all hours? Tom, it says very clearly, remain in the station. If it says, do as little as you can, and remain and in and the don't, station. And don't get involved with We, we don't hear much uh, being said about, uh, from our politicians about that, Katie, uh, and, and that... Uh, L- looking at it broadly, like Tom, as Tom said, it, it sounds shocking completely. Like that, that a guard who was doing his duty, silence. following criminals with a large, long record as long as me Aram. In they, my view, he should, be, he should be he, commended. Yeah, they crashed the car. He didn't crash the car. Yeah. He was doing his duty to apprehend people that he felt were guilty of something, yeah. and he's been brought before the courts. Before the courts today, yeah. it'll be coming again before the courts in October. Yeah. And in the meantime, I presume the man is not at his... Uh, well, he's no, probably suspended at the moment, yeah, at the moment. And, 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 and the trauma uh, on, his, on himself and his family and yeah. the members that are in, uh, the, the, that are in his the colleagues. Station, you know, there. And then we look at Jesus and one of the chiefs there and, and, and he partying with the, with the Hutches. That's right. You know, and on top of... Uh, on t- and this, in, this uh, like, Jesus member has had uh, information... And had had on on the uh, serious information on the gangland situation between the major feud in Dublin when the when the senior detective committed suicide. Any serious and information yeah. on on the on the Gardaí? On, on the Gardaí, yes, I, uh, yeah. b- because he he was in, he, he he had access to the information yeah. that that, that unfortunate yeah. man had a detective that yeah. that died. You know, so like it goes to show you talk about management. You talk about Joe Harris. I mean, he lost complete. He's, first of all, he's not only lost control, but he lost respect as well, you know. Yeah. But a lot of the guarantee are leaving the force now. Oh, I believe that. it's very hard yeah. to get new recruits. Yeah, I, I believe that. It's not easy anyway. They, yeah, yeah. And that we had that discussion today. Yeah. They come in and they're gone in a very short time. Yeah. But there must be something more to that than just, you know, they don't like it. Well, we're, yeah, well, we're back. Are they under too much scrutiny? Work, are, work. They, are these body cams yeah. or is it part of what they don't want to accept? Or? No, they, they want them, you know, because yeah. in, in order that they, that they can have a... You see, their hands are trying to do their duty with a hand tied behind their back. Mm. And you see, the work practices, the actual the management situation and uh, what it, we've just spoken about in the GSAC situation as well, when, the, when these are, are, when you can't, you know, when there's about three different different uh, groups now, 
uh, overseeing the Garda for men themselves, but from within. You have Jesus, you have the Garda Commissioners, you have the Garda Authority. So, I mean, you, they can't do their job as simple as that. And they have no support. And their, their I mean, agencies, what their, their, their representatives like, and uh, should definitely have more power than they have. I think they should have this idea that they can't go on a strike or they can't do this. That's a mistake because we need something. We need definitely like a serious situation here that they can't be left isolated and unprotected to guard the they're, yeah, they won't be allowed to make a mistake, and we all make mistakes, Tom. Oh, we do, of course. That's, there was that, a time, yeah. gentlemen, when we always had a guard at discretion. Correct. At the current time, we have three guards and a superintendent who are before Limerick Court, I believe. Uh, it has been held in Limerick, obviously, been moved to Dublin, but they're Limerick based guardia and the Limerick based superintendent. And what I found rather interesting on that one, which is a topic which we've also discussed in the past. I think that they, I know they have applied for free legal aid. I'm not sure if it's granted free legal aid or not. Free legal aid is another one of those red herrings. When you say... Seamus, if we, we could we go around... The, hold it now, yeah. We usually go around the circle, you know. With regard to free legal aid, a lot of um, politicians are in the, in, in the legal profession and they're making a lot of money with uh, free but legal But everybody aid. seems to nowadays, no matter how wealthy you are, they apply well, for free legal aid. I'm surprised that people, I, I presume, there's a threshold... By which you, you can apply for, for um, legal aid. Well, the Garda superintendent in but this case has applied from what I could see in the paper. I believe that he had applied for And didn't Jerry Hutch apply for, apply for his mm-hmm. class? He didn't get it. He did. But he tried anyway. Yeah. They knew he well, had I money. always thought his people around. They knew he had money. <laughs> Pretty sure a Garda superintendent would be on a good salary. Mm-hmm. I mean. Have you seen that during the week, Jerome? I have. Hmm? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I'm aware of it. Am I right but in what I'm saying y- about y- the, the legal aid? Y- really? y- yes. There's a bigger problem with the with the, with the uh, legal aid. I think it's the Lando. There's a, a du- there was a directive a number of years ago in Europe, and uh, up until that came in, if you wanted a judicial review of planning, for example, or any matter for that, in that case, you put a hundred grand on the table at the High Court you before pay, the, yeah. and not anymore. This directive now, you're entitled to a judicial Free review. legal aid again. Uh, it is, and it's of the most expensive type. And like we saw recently, and, and I have no, no uh, I'm saying people have the right to do it. The uh, planned uh, motorway fines to Adair was held up because there was three judicial reviews before the courts. Uh, I, I, I don't know what the settlement was, but there was a private settlement made, and now it can it can move on to the next stage. Was that all covered with free legal aid? Yeah, well, sorry. If they had gone to the point that they'd gone to court, the cost would have been met by the state. Okay? So if your house was going to be impinged by a motorway, and now you're entitled to, I would say, fair play, but... You know, sometimes I, people can pursue things for somewhat frivolous reasons if they know it's not going to cost them. Yeah. And that really is part of the difficulty. And I think it was matters like that that left us with Brexit because they believe in their court system in another place. Uh, Tom, it's <coughs> yet another form of taxation where the taxpayer, you and I and company, are literally paying for everything, including free legal aid, which is almost... Not, Non stop now. It is every, every court case nearly, everybody is up. Free legal aid. Well, well it is. And a lot of solicitors are making, are becoming very rich out of it as well. 
And we also had that in the tribunals as well, remember. And there weren't any they weren't any any poor people that were involved in the tribunals. And they had the top barristers and the top legal teams in the country who are still getting paid actually in in on, on a couple of of a couple of tribunals. Uh, the, I mean, the legal aid system you see was brought in. And uh, there is definitely an argument for for to support people that haven't have money, like as I said, because if if people that go to court and they take cases take take cases like the in other words judicial reviews, uh, which are very important now in other words, and with the actions within Port Plenal at the moment, and one of the top men pleading guilty yesterday, I mean it, this there's an argument there, and I have no problem with people taking the cases. To like, I mean, judicial review and getting and and getting the the perpetrators to pay. I get the country to pay for it. But as regards criminal activity, and like people with twenty, forty, hundred cases being awarded free legal aid is the greatest joke of of of. It's unimaginable. Like the 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 thinking behind it, you know. And the money is costing the state. The money is costing the exchequer, uh, but. People are lying in their pockets. The difference is the judicial system, the legal system. Mr. A.J. Chopper, he was a, he was a very, very, uh, we were lucky man to have him in, in bad times. He said he couldn't actually, the one thing that beat him was the Irish legal system. And he lived in Dublin with a bag in his hand. I never for him to see it, he mm-hmm. said. So that was a good recommendation on our system. And we only look at that this week and we look at it today, whoever, uh, if anyone saw the, the, the programme on that day. Multiple time, Tom. Multiple times people get free legal aid. I would have said once, twice, maybe even a third time. But isn't there, but it's I, ongoing. Isn't there an honest argument for that? For people, okay, anybody can make it into battle. We say, like, but these, all these, like, cases that go on and on and on, the same people and the same legal aid and the same, you know, I mean, surely to God, there's some, it, it, it is a scandal. Like. 200 convictions and free legal aid. Yeah. In America, yeah. for criminal cases, if you can't afford a lawyer, right, you get a court-appointed one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, you just have to mm-hmm. do with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's nearly the same thing. But 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 it's it's a court appointed. And court appointed, it's, yeah. But it's paid, it's paid by the district attorney. I know it is. Yeah, but you get a novice, yeah. Seamus. Yes, you get a novice. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're between a rock and a hard you're place right. to be yeah, blunt about right. it. Yeah. Now a number of people mentioned there in the past uh, recent times, including somebody here tonight as well, about Sacred Heart Lamp. It seems to be gone out of all the houses, Sacred Heart pictures, pictures, and but, but of course in hospitals and public places, I believe the move at the current time is to remove any religious symbols as well. Shemus? But in a private house, you should be able to put any, any mm-hmm. something you like. You can, yeah. But, but I, I they, like, they don't seem to be going in anymore. I did not like Jerome said to me off, off before the programme started. In all new houses, you'd never see Sacred Heart Lamp. And in my parents' house, there was a Sacred Heart Lamp, I can always remember it, over the fireplace, but not anymore. There was a, a picture of the Sacred Heart in most houses with a lamp underneath it. Was. Very few now. You have to go into a, a house that's been there for 50 He's years. signalling outside on the outside. Tom, Sacred Heart, uh, quick comment, please. Well, I, I would definitely think really that just uh, symbols. as regards uh, private houses, uh, private houses, people can put up whatever they wish. But in the idea of, po- in the idea of <coughs> hospitals in public places, there were... 
they were, had to be removed because of objections from other people with other religions and other nationalities. Thanks, Tom, on that one. And when you're sending in messages, folks, as Tom Ryan and I have been saying here for years, and, and all the people on here on the panel as well, whatever we say, we stand over uh, and we get people sending messages there and only uh, abbreviations to their name or shortcuts. So if you believe in what you're saying, you should put your name to it. And as I said earlier, tonight is the last night of, of this series of programmes and we'll go to network back to you shortly. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 28th of June 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Seamus Kelly and Councillor Jerome Scanlon. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Now another message in here uh, we, uh, from Joan in Atlaka. We always had a sacred heart lamp in the picture growing up and I also have won a lovely old tradition. A tradition, Joan, that's almost gone by the wayside. I was talking to a lady this evening and a man, they have put up electric panels there about 12 months ago, thereabouts up in the roof. Farmers also put them up in their fields for electricity or cheap electricity and so much goes to their own use and the rest goes onto the, 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 the electricity supply lines. And they got a big long thing in there today. They said, tell me, give me uh, tell them all the dangers of, of having the electric panels and the batteries and a fire and it's got to be here, there and everywhere. They have the thing in about 12 months. This was the first time they got all those serious warnings about it. And also the battery, which is part of the system, may go on fire, could go on fire. And another man told me during the week, I don't know if he's right or wrong, I didn't get a chance to check it out, that uh, if it went in fire, that the uh, insurance company wouldn't cover it. I didn't know. I, well, I don't have solar panels, so I'm not, I'm not, not familiar at all with solar familiar, panels. No. My neighbours have it all right. Yeah. A lot of solar panels. Any knowledge from Jerome? I, well, I do know that quite a number of farm buildings have had them put up recently. And they pay back the investment within maybe two and a half years. It is, it to is me, alleged. They do. Uh, to, to me, Pat, it's, a, it's, a, it's an excellent concept. It's good from the point of view of energy conservation. They're feeding energy back into the grid and they meet most of their own energy requirements. Now, they're separate from the uh, panels you put on the roof of your house. But uh, it sounds from what the, your caller said that we're going to have another regulator for God knows what. 
Now, I don't know. I can't comment on safety. I don't know whether they're safe or otherwise. But I know sensible people that have put them up. And if they're unsafe, I doubt very much of these people. But it's like a lot of things, Jerome, that the, the, all these new things come in. Mm-hmm. We had the gun barrel piping years ago. Correct. It was the thing. Mm-hmm. Put all the pipes under the floors. Mm-hmm. And 10 or 15 years later, they had to dig up all the cement floors in everyone's house. And we had lead. We and had many other items. We had lead. We had asbestos. And yes. they were all considered sound, yeah. even tobacco was at one time. Yeah. We so had asbestos. We, we move nin- on. 1972, and the warnings of asbestos come out to dangers, yeah. yet they allowed it to be and used for another and 40 it's years. And it's not so long ago since our green friends in government insisted that we all drive diesel cars. Now, what's the story with diesel cars? Petrol is safer. Well, I think your brain... Less damaging to the environment. Your green friends now want you to walk. No car. Uh, well, ideally, yes. Yeah. Now, Tom, uh, panel, I see a lot of farmers, I see a lot of hotels in places of mountain fields and everything out there, panels, panels, panels. Yeah, well, uh, I'm not too familiar with, uh, with, with the system, even, but to be honest, well, I see them all right, like, but I, I have a lot of interest in them. But uh, having them out in fields, I think, is, is a problem, there's no doubt about unless they're well protected and well fenced, you know. Uh, I know that there was a big. I, I was approached some time ago for uh, in order to put a, uh, put a, a farm of them into my place in Clare, and and uh, you know because he was suitable there for it and uh, near Anna Crush as well. But uh, but I'm not interested in that. You know I I don't know enough about it. I know that it's also very expensive. That these are initially expensive. And I, about the actual cost saving, I'm not too sure. I'm, I'm not too well up in the paradigm, I'd be honest about it. You will see them in, in flatland mainly, yeah. but they're flat, and ideally where sheep are. Yes, the sheep There was a grant to planning here in Dungriha, Newcastle West, you know, in at the back of where the um, yeah. greenway is, for yeah. a, a solar panel farm. But for some reason, it was never developed. Yeah, but that happened. There was a lot of doors mm. uh, proposed mm. at the time, Jerome. Yeah, you know, and a lot of them didn't go ahead in again, again. But it's a, it's an ongoing thing anyway. Now we have a number of messages, and we have a few. And I would like, as we said earlier tonight, actually next week will be our last night doing this present series of program, and I'm. Uh, Pat, we'll come back to that a little later on. Pat and Tom. Pat, will Tom right now decide to tell the listeners his salary from West Limerick 102 FM radio? Please regards James Holmes. <laughs> we leave that aside while ago because this whole radio business is a topic that will be reached on shortly. And the same goes for the next letter, which is uh, email here. Pat, would the panel agree that the Ryan Tuberty and the RTFA comes at a good time for the government to avoid the real problems in the country, such as housing, health, law and order? Regards, I think James Holmes, I don't think it makes any difference, James, because they've been avoiding the real problems for a long, long time anyhow. And the next one, with the huge opposition to Ireland joining NATO, Will Tom Ryan change his very strong views as given by him on last Wednesday night's programme? Regards, James. So, Paddy Crowley, as the panel, what do you think about Ryan Tuberty's situation? And I just heard Pat saying this is the last night of this programme. I listened to it every Wednesday night and really enjoyed it. I hope he will be back in the autumn, Mary Butler. 
Mary, I very much appreciate that indeed that you went to the effort to uh, send in the message tonight and I thank you for that. I, I didn't see your name popping up in the past but I know we have a lot of silent listeners and we have a lot of them that are a little silent when they could be a little bit more vocal as well. And also Mary Conway, uh, sorry Mary, Peggy Conwell in McCity also listens every Wednesday night. I think she's the one that she takes Tom and myself to bed with her every Wednesday night indeed. And we will be back uh, at the end of August. And I thank those two people that went to the bother to compliment the programme and looking forward to it when it does come back in, in a few weeks' time. Good evening, Pat and guests. What do you think of the guard that is convicted of dangerous driving for doing his job after three professional robbers, tugs that were driving down the motorway on the wrong side and crashed into a truck driver out doing his job that night? That's more thought. There was, there's more thought of them than the, that than that guard and the truck driver. I suppose their wives, partners, whatever, will get huge sums of money over their loss, and they out on a robbing spree. We're not sure what they were out on anyway, and it is just beyond belief, surely. And Mary T doesn't give us what T stands for. I would just make one point on that. I think this is important enough for presidential intervention in this case the one you've referred to. Because the President has a point of view on quite a number of things and it would be interesting to hear his point of view on that. Shame, as I suppose there's always this thing, if it's gone before the court, you can't talk about it, you know? Well, you can't. Um, but I, I like the other two boys here. I can't believe this guard has been brought before the courts chasing a, a notorious burglary gang. Who are, well, we, we don't know. They're out, if they're out burglarising. Um, but they probably were. And they drove down the wrong way down a motorway and the guard followed them and they crashed. Now, is he being blamed for that? And like Jerome said, are they going to get a big lot of money out of the taxpayer now? Because their members of family were crashed, in, crashed into the car, into a lorry and, and were killed? It is alleged, Seamus, that we've had quite uh, strange happenings here, even alone in West Limerick over the years where people... Uh, broke the law and I believe it is rumoured that they got compensation and counselling for some of those errands mm-hmm. so some people would say that there is much more thought of the criminal and than there is for the victims Innoc- robberies innocent and until crime. proven guilty beyond reasonable doubt isn't that what they'll tell you well, if you don't stop for a guard on duty and if you drive down a, 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 the wrong way, yeah, uh, yeah. motorway, uh-huh. that is breaking the law. Yes, absolutely. And if you break into somebody's house, but, yes. that is breaking the law. So I don't think that you have to take it too much further to <laughs> yes, be They seem to be able to get away with pleading the Fifth Amendment. They didn't know what they were doing, Pat, in but certain Jerome, cases. I, 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 yeah. I, I, yeah. You're smiling down there, Jerome. I'm but not smiling. It's too serious but to be smiling. But the victims of those, of yeah. all those crimes that are happening it's throughout shocking. the country, between farmers being robbed, cattle but, stolen, but houses broken into, <coughs> people being killed because of episodes like doesn't these. It, doesn't it prove one thing? We have neither law nor order here. But you're an elected representative I'm a and mere, you're doing your best. I'm a mere councillor. And, and you have ones at another level and they seem to be doing very little, Tom. Yeah, well, this is the problem, you see, Pat. Uh, <coughs> at national level and in our, in our parliament and 
in the Dáil, you know, you, you, we rarely hear this discussed because they're not being, first of all, they, they haven't, they're not, they haven't the facility yet, they're, they're not allowed the time and they're being restricted, you, you know, and the only place that, that they can have an input in or elected, we've got some very talented elected people at national level, but I've been looking at them really for, for, for some time now and I follow their Octus uh, uh, television quite a lot. And we have some very, we have some very genuine people up there, and you know that. But they have, they have no say, because you see, a lot of the decisions now, all decisions now, are made by our, our, like permanent parliament, the civil service, and they and their advisors, and they actually now are even running our ministers, and we can see that even in the in the recent events. So it's our whereas we have been very, very hard and and critical of our TDs, rightly so. I don't see any reason why why we shouldn't. But then again, they they they, they haven't the opportunity or that now they haven't the power. That's what I that, that's what I feel, and I think it has to be our dull structure has to be changed in order mm. that the people can have a say that the representative that we elect can have an actual fa- an input. Tom, when they had it, they gave it away because they weren't prepared to make the tough decisions. I yes, I, I don't disagree with you there, but 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 it, it will have to be it will have to come back again, or else we'll have to think of, of some other way of of running our democracy. Mm. You know, but gentlemen, why the, the, the general trend there and from everyone you meet, it is shocked that this card has been charged. And that caller in there that didn't only give half a bit of a name there to us, and it would be fairly representative of a huge majority in the country. Absolutely. Why isn't there more of an outcry? Just the same as the Burke guy above in Galway or in up the Midlands, they're protesting outside the school. Most people you meet agree with him in principle, mm-hmm. but he's getting little support either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People aren't inclined to stand up anymore or stand out. That's the it's, it's moral cowardice, Pat, and, and really and truly, when you stand up in this country, like, I mean, you're victimised and you're isolated as well. That is, <coughs> and you're isolated by the authority, you're isolated by the media in particular, and by, and by, the, by the powers that be. Industry and big industry, uh, the media have the media controlled, they have them in their pocket, mm. And uh, so, like, I mean, when you stand up and when you're considered a crank, and, uh, you know, and, and I have plenty of proof of that, and it's going on all the time, and, and, and this is, that answers, uh, in, in my opinion, your question. You see, people have been, when you make a point and when you stand up for something, people won't support you unless it affects themselves in society their own gate and their hands are up and they want this and they want that. But in issues like that are genuine and that are there, people will stand back and say, nothing to do with me. Now, there's a message in there said a little earlier, Pat, will Tom now decide to tell the listeners his salary from Islamic 102FM? Maybe if Tom Ryan and myself, maybe if we had Noel Kelly of NK management acting for us, maybe we might be able to <laughs> secure a, a, a reasonable return. You get a retainer. Well, it's actually, it, it worries me at times that people, I mean, I told them 50,000 that it isn't a bad fee to be getting from East Limerick. Tom, if you had 345,000 to appear in your 
uh, milking statement, yes. your statement for the sale of milk. I think it might have come to your attention. <laughs> have, yeah. Now, on a serious note on that one, I am chairman of, of the board of West Limerick and have been for a number of years because when I, when I, when I got involved five years, there was an eviction notice and there was over 300,000 of a debt. That is literally cleared, and uh, the, the, the eviction notice is long gone out of the way as well. And a, a lot of hard work with the volunteers, and Tom has been a wonderful supporter here as well. He usually gives 20 euros every night when he's here, not long as he's not getting paid, but it's costing him money uh, in the 50 50 draw. And we, uh, we have a board, and again, Tom and I have pointed out on boards and organizations there was a time when everybody had a say in something and then it gradually moved into subcommittee here subcommittee subcommittee there and then you had a few on the top in our case here we have a board then you're supposed to have uh, gender balance which is another famous one that have come in uh, mm -hmm. whether they're smart dumb or whatever it doesn't matter how dumb they'll be once you get the gender the balance right and social inclusion as well perhaps. and social inclusion as well so you've got to get all those things and then you've got to get proper suitable talent out of that lot even though you're confined to follow those categories as well so you might be trying to do the, the trick hard trick possibly to some degree in my case here the, the, it is very hard to get people on the board and I must be very careful in what I say you have people on the board many people get on the board I'm not talking about the radio board now this time but they get on the board and they think that's great I'm a member of the board job done I'm up here I'm up here you know but people on the board have responsibility most of them neglect well, that responsibility we had a, a situation inside the limit there some in the past couple of years boher i'm referring to mm -hmm. where there was a board and where again it would seem that people weren't too sure exactly there's no point of being a board or chairman or something <coughs> it is your responsibility to know what is going on and we have cases over the years in where you have a treasurer in, in an organization and he is the treasurer. He comes into the meeting and says, we have 90,000, we have 40,000, we have 50,000. I, I, I know of a number of cases of it. And then they decided to spend it. And then there it was, Tom, gone. It wasn't there at all. Or maybe it wasn't there to begin with. Mightn't have been there in the first place. So people getting on boards, they don't seem to know the responsibility. They don't care much about it. And then the, the, I, I'm up on a net break, so we'll have to stop. In a, myself will have to stop, and we'll come back to that. Some afterwards. people go on them for decoration, Pat. Well, that's basically what I'm saying, yeah. But there is a responsibility, and it's not been taken up. And in some, in my case here, I, I usually pick contrary people, a bit like myself. And when you have people a little bit who will ask questions, and Tom Ryan included. There's no fear of that organisation oh. because you have someone who will ask the questions. But all too often, it is pals Ryan or him in the cosy club and someone is let, let do what they like. So we'll come back to that topic, folks, and obviously know where all that is leading to, <laughs> and we'll back to you after the ad break. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors. T 
tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limwick 102 FM on the 28th of June 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Seamus Kelly and Councillor Jerome Scanlon. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back, listeners. And as I was saying there before about community radio stations and commercial radio stations and then the big radio stations and this community radio station, it is literally very closely monitored. The BEI, you will have heard of the BNI. If you put a slip, do something wrong, you don't keep your balances right, talk, music, all those percentages, you're really pulled over the coal and you'll get your warnings and so forth. So there ain't much room to make a mistake in community radio stations, I can assure you of that, folks. And it regards payment. We, we here have been looking for, there's a lot of positions here that haven't been filled at all. Most of, most of the people here are on community schemes. We have very, very few volunteers, nothing like enough that we should have, that you would have in other radio stations. And even tonight there now about my comment about not being on again, uh, all, the, all the calls that came in came from outside the West McCary, which is very, very disappointing. We, we've been looking for people to do a sports programme, sports commentaries, etc. We got nothing. We, we got onto the GA, couldn't run a great guy, all those crowds to there's spaces there for them to do something on, on their local community radio station. No response. As one would say, if you were in Kerry or Clare, maybe there's more interest. Jerome, can you understand it, Jerome, explain? The lack well, of I, I don't, interest by communities. I, I don't have the answer, but I do know what what the remit of the station is meant to be. It's meant to go from the uh, banks of the field to the banks of the mag. So you're yeah. talking about that, a wide area. To some degree, where yeah. the boosters were put, there's one uh, back in Abbey Field and the one that's up in the Shannon. So the catchment, not everybody can get the reception from this community. I think if you're back in this community radio, it was the case anyway, which was very hard to get. 102 FM in Turnafalamon Collins, but yet you could get it over in Kilkee. Yeah. So, you know, the catchment is. But I'm talking about the involvement of people getting involved in the station itself. Yeah, very hard to get people to, get to, people volunteer. to volunteer. Wherever in anything you go, wherever you go you'll find it in Nockfirna, you'll find it even in the GA clubs to get volunteers. So, just back to then, folks, there's nobody. Pat, the, you mentioned the Broadcasting is, Authority of Ireland. Yeah. This station, how much does that pay to B- the BAI on an annual basis? I'm sure you pay them a levy or a fee. We pay a levy, yeah. 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 I'd love to know what RTE pays them and how they yeah. regulate RTE. Uh, I, I'm kind of surprised that we haven't heard any statement from BAI because if it was a local community radio station made a small slip... You'd be off the air. We wouldn't be talking to you tonight. Mm or last week either or so. Now, uh, to clarify again, there's nobody getting paid, and, and, and I compliment Tom Ryan. He travels a long distance. He gives it his all. 
and uh, I do my bit. We don't get any pay whatsoever, but we would like if more people in the community got involved, because it's like anything, it's only when it is gone that people appreciate something. Maybe uh, we should have got an agent, uh, talent agent to the stars, top clients for Noel Kelly Management Works, and again, if you think about this, and you can get into your discussion then about the, 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 the weeks, have activities. If some one guy controls literally most of the people inside in, in any company, he pulls one, he tells you he'll pull the lot. So it was a case of the, 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 the tail wagging the, doll, the dog by the looks of things. I was traveling out from Limerick last Thursday, which was amazing. We, we, that announcement just came late, it was on Wednesday night. I was driving out by Adair when I heard this announcement, the first part of it coming in. And I says, oh my God, as Tom Ryan would say, you couldn't make it up. And within a short time, I had another announcement coming on the airwaves, and it was Ryan Tuberty blaming RT. Well, I said, that is a stupid uh, and as thick as I felt for mm -hmm. a long, long time. So for somebody who was above, so above in the pinnacle that would come out with a, a statement with his wages publicised in the paper and discussed in every radio station across the country, and, and he sits there silently and then he blames RT for that one. Just for those of you who don't know anywhere, folks, this famous Noel Kelly, who literally is controlling many of the people in RT, and, and some might even say controlling RT itself, he has, in, in, uh, uh, as his clients... He acts for, negotiates for Ryan Tubridy, Claire Borden, Joe Duffy, Catherine Thomas, Pat Kinney, Ivan Yates, Doreen Garrahy, Dave Fanning, Anna Geary, Dermot Bannon, Dr. Kira Kelly, Colette Fitzpatrick, Lottie Ryan, Carol Henry, Kira Doherty, Matt Cooper, Owen McGee, Donico Callahan, Katrina Perry, Baz Ash Ma. Joanne Catwell, Cantwell, Craig Dial, Tracy Pickett, Ivan Connolly, Tom Dunn, Carol Mullen, Niall Quinn, and Cormac O'Hara. Some of the, I heard the most of the names, some of the names I never heard of at all. Away you go, Seamus right, Kelly. Well, first of all, I watched the Eroctus uh, channel today from the start. And uh, like Tom said, some Tom said there, the chairperson before they even started warned everybody be very careful what they said and don't offend anybody and you know sort of keep it at a low level right now Imelda Munster who's a Sinn Féin TD mm -hmm. set set the, uh, the, the in motion what was going to happen for the day right and she was very good today she came right to the to the nub of it and said we want no waffling we want to hear the reasons why Ryan Tuberty uh, his salary was 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 um was, was um, sort of kept secret and of course Matthew McGrath put it in Hattonish when he said the most important thing today why did you accept the resignation of yeah that was the, the DG D Forbes D Forbes and the, the Darty Authority were stumped didn't know what to say they were supposed to make a statement which yesterday between 3 and 5 and at 5 o'clock they still hadn't, hadn't made the statement but just after that D Forbes resigned and then they made a statement when she was gone and they blamed her because then once she was gone she couldn't be brought before she compelled to come before the, the Eroctus Committee so just look as far as goes, and even to read the body the body language of the authority today you could see by them they were under severe pressure Shunira Halig you could see today she was really 
and she she said an old friend of mine, Matthew McGrath, TD Independent Tipperary, mm-hmm. he asked to me, I was coming down the mountains from Galway when that, when that was on this evening, and he asked to me to what I would consider one of the best questions, why did you accept the resignation of the Forbes? And typical, he didn't get an answer. Correct. The board decided. That's mm. not an answer. No. Why did the board decide? The board should not, because they were all covering their own tails. But we're not getting... You, you just don't get answers. Like, I know yeah, the politicians yeah, but she's gone. speak for half an hour without giving like, an answer. If she had resigned last March when they became aware, when everybody became aware of this problem, mm. they covered it, they waited for Titan to happen. Uh, they came out last Thursday evening thinking the main news item would be the people that were off, unfortunate people that were lost off the coast of N- Newfoundland that were going down to visit the Titanic. They thought we'd all be overwhelmed with that aspect of the news and that this would be buried. <coughs> it was like the divorce of Princess Margaret and the resignation of uh, Harold Wilson as Prime Minister. The old Queen Mother was the mother of spin and she knew they were having a divorce in the family. And the last one they had, or the last problem they had family-wise, was back in 1937 mm. with King Edward, King, uh, Ed, Edward VIII. Mr. Simpson. So, yes. So the Queen Mother decided we'll have to wait until his bombshell news, and then we'll let the subjects know that Margaret and, and Armstrong Jones are about to separate. So Friday evening, of course, all the news breaks on a Friday. Friday morning, Harold Wilson resigned. Friday evening, the Palance quietly announced the separation and divorce of Princess Margaret, and it was lost in the resignation speech. This is something similar. They waited for the opportune moment. They waited for Titan, and they mm. came out. They also gave your woman a three-month breather, another three months of salary. She should have gone out the door if, she was, if, her, if her resignation was to have been accepted last March, not last week or this week. But she but should Matthew be held. Sorry, Joe. Matthew Gray. Uh, asked that this be, tra- be t- taken over by the guards for an investigation. Yep. Yep. That's what should happen now. Yep. Because yes. this, is, this is a whitewash. I would agree. I would agree. Because if they accepted her resignation, there's, some, there's something that needs to be uncovered somewhere along um, the way. I'm well, sure you have something to say on that. Well, uh, I suppose we could go back, Pat, to, the, to the, these famous boards. Uh, you have already spoken about them. The boards of the banks cost us the cost the country, broke the country and put us penniless. They were supported by our famous firms of auditors and accountants. And uh, in, this is uh, this is either whitewash. This is this is what's going on now like with the uh, the RT. It's those people that are appointed to boards, first of all they're mostly pressure appointments. They're nearly all accountants. And uh, some, they're, if they're not accountants, they have a legal degree or some, mm-hmm. some legal, and that was mentioned as well today. And to be honest about it, like, there, there should be no doubt. The first thing should have been done was by the minister, they should be also have been suspended or sacked, you know, the, the board of RT plus the DG as well. Out the door, gone with this. This is fraud. This is. This is where is our where is our fraud squad here? This 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 is a slush fund of hundreds of thousands of euros within the confines of the of the accounting system in RTE. And listen to those gurus today, 
and the audacity of them and the cheek of them and the answers that, he, that they gave. I watched it as well, Shems. And, and, and I'll t- no, I thought the, the actual, the, 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 the system and the, the setting was good. The politicians were good. And especially our, our, our local politician from Kerry, with the, well, I thought Griffin, Griffin right? yes, yeah. absolutely hit the point. He superb. Didn't, superb. Now today he was he's he's a top class man. But you see, the actual fear and the you, you know that that we have of these these geniuses that are on these boards and these and the accountancy firms in this country. Now the most of them now are advising our government as well, get drawn hundreds of millions like. Of, of in advisory funds from the from the different government departments and from more Taoiseach and our Tarnish and all them. They are the people that are in the country. They are the people responsible for this because the auditors actually and the accountant, you know, they are legal and their job is to administer and to check the systems that they are being paid millions for. And what, was there anything about them? There isn't one word about them. They're, they're off the hook. And this large fund that, 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 that well, I don't know what their names were today, but they were a patriotic talking bunch, I'll tell you that. Yeah. But they were all telling lies to a lot of them. And they were only calling for themselves. And, you know, and there's nothing being done. And the one thing about it is that the unfortunate thing about it is that those dual committees are like the tribunals. They have no power. They can okay. They can ask the questions. These people can answer them, and they can out the door, and they're gone. Then you know, and they have been before the this committee on a few occasions and told them blatant lies. And you see, so in other words, this should be uh, a guard. Uh, and I would agree. But I didn't hear Matthew McGrath's uh, intervention, but <coughs> I thought that he was kind of someone that kind of mocked him a bit. Now I think for his for his approach, but it should be it, this should be a guard investigation and it should be a revenue investigation because if I'm Ryan or Seamus or Jerome, mm-hmm. they'd be down with the revenue like they're going to take the license and they're doing this and they're that. They'd be on our door and they were on our door. And but these, these agencies, these semi-state bodies are a disgrace. That's what they are. And they're, and they're infiltrated and they're propped up with political appointees who do actually nothing. These are these boards that are getting money and getting thousands into their pocket every year and doing absolutely nothing with no say. But do these members now we'll hold it there, folks. It's ad break time again, so we'll be back to you shortly. <coughs> County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, TOD.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 28th of June 2023 from 9.30 to 11 p.m. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Seamus Kelly and Councillor Jerome Scanlon. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, 
tod.ie. Welcome back, listeners. And just a message in here from Shirley. And the fathers was paid 340000 a year for t- of TV license payers' money. In six years, she earned over $2 million to run RTE aground. Now she has confirmed she will be refusing to answer questions at the Public Accounts Committee. If one compares this with the current work conditions being described by retained firefighters who get paid 99 cents per hour for being on call, mm-hmm. with all the liberty limited restrictions it entails, yep. it is nothing short to grotesque. <laughs> Does the panel think we will see accountability and transparency on RTE issue? Should we continue to pay our license fees? Well, That's the kind of money she was yeah, on. There was, a, there was a particular senator on, on today in, in the Oireachtas uh, programme, and he was a former postmaster, and uh, he still works in, in, his, in the post office weekends. And a lot of old people came in and said, we are not paying our licence anymore over this scam. Well, well, a lot of them have free licences anyway, yes, you know, so they wouldn't have to pay it. Mm. Yeah. I understandable that people wouldn't want yeah. to pay a license when they see the way the money is being wasted. Yeah. Yeah. This is the second lady that has had a problem like this. Do you recall a number of years ago there was a lady from a charitable body yeah, who refused yeah. to come to a truck? That tr- was the rehab. She yes. had a pile of money down Yes, there. and she left with a, t- a ton of money as well. A few years back we had a lot of ladies in all sorts of positions we had the German leading the country. We yeah. had Scotland leading the country. We had New Zealand leading the country. And was there one in Canada? There was well, Kim yeah. Campbell. And they're all gone. They're is, all and, gone. And the ladies that sat on the panel today answering questions wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't, you wouldn't have a whole lot of confidence in them anyway, to be honest about it. But Pat, misogynistic the most <laughs> important aspect of this, and there's nobody talking about it at all, is control. Yeah. You know, the control of the media, control of the of uh, big business the effectiveness of them and like uh, now to be honest about it there are very good talented people in RT I have had I I worked with them uh, like and they're absolutely excellent they would be on a very very the lower end of the of the pay they're talented they're well qualified journalists now uh, last Sunday morning or Saturday morning, our local um, minister here, he gave a speech and to like him a speech in the dock actually about this whole affair. And during that, he mentioned the actual um, the, the work done by the, um, the the RT investigative teams, right? One of those teams produced a program last December. And it was a top-ranking program uh, shown on the actual activities of the industries in the Raheen industrial area. Proven the pollution, the poison, the carry-on of both the Limerick City and County Council and the idea in the instances that I am involved with. Patrick O'Donovan was aware of that he was the very first man to be notified about this problem three or four years ago. Now, he didn't ever do anything about it. So in other words, you see, the power of the media is dwarfed by industry. And that is a very serious, very, this is one of the aspects of what you're dealing with now. You have it in Renault, I think, where the people behind uh, Ryan Tuberty, mm-hmm. 
So the involvement, you see, so we think we have a free media, we have no media, we have a, a control media that are controlled by individuals within those in local radios. We have them in Limerick, we have, a, we have in actual fact dictatorships there, and in national radio now we have a corrupt situation. So you have also that in the print media. They'll, they'll only, they, they'll control what they send out to people because they're governed by the money they're getting by advertising. This is the this is the free country we have. We have no free media here, and we have very little. And we have and we are short of people to challenge that. And as Pat said a while ago, like if you challenge it, well then you'll be walked on. That is the position we have, and that is another factor that's coming out of today. But you can take that from RT. You can bring that down to right local media here in Limerick. You can come down to ninety five. Uh, okay, I yes. I would have taught gentlemen and listeners that there should have been a survey because RT have put many of those people on that list of that he was agents for there up on a pedestal and promoted 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 well, them up uh, there was a survey done recently and about do you, do you listen to Ryan Tuberty before this episode ever arose at all 40% of the people do not listen to him at all we were here one night and when he was giving up the late age show and I asked if, uh, the three people on the panel including myself did they watch the late late show would they watch Ryan Tuberty and they all said no and uh, most of the people that I come across wouldn't watch it at all but yet for some reason the amount of money he was up on the pedestal but you would have thought they would do a proper survey so and, and a further thing I must say while, I, while I'm still around the place that there are many people in community radio stations and commercial radio stations around the country, in my opinion, and I listen to a lot of radio, that would be quite capable and able to do the jobs <coughs> of a lot of those people in <coughs> Dublin, Tom. Do you disagree? And better. And better. And better. And better. And better. Very professional, capable people with good radio voices. The, la the late Sheila O'Regan locally would have been an example, Pat. Tom, she was but, oh yeah, I agree with you, Pat, 100%. You see, it's, it, it, it's controlled, you see. I mean, you know, everything, everything is controlled. And, like, we, we don't, in actual fact, ever look behind the scenes to see really what's going on. You know, if you look at this, you see, the, this whole incident of industry, and we had a situation there where you had a Tom Inwright, he's the CEO of oh. Wexford County Council, right? This, mm -hmm. this gentleman was in Limerick. He, he left Limerick and promotion to Wexford. And on a local station down in Wexford, right, he was, uh, like we have here, we have, we, there was criticisms of, of actions of the, of the Wexford Council, and him in particular. And uh, he was, in actual fact, reprimanded by the, uh, by, the, uh, by the authority. And, like, because what he did was, he actually cut the advertising for that station. Mm -hmm. So, Pat, but this is where we're this is where we're back to we're back dealing to criminal activity. Like, I mean, wh when these people in power can do that. Now, that was another I mean, the fourth job. And what happened? He was I, I, I was who were the people? What's their names again? The, the authority that they came down on top of him, and he was actually he was was proven that the he did it. The county managers association. Yeah, yeah, no, it wasn't actually. It was a government organisation. No, no, no. Now, what happened was. He went, he went into the chamber in the Wexford County Council at a short time later on, and they applauded him for his stand, if you mind. So, like, I mean, there's, there's something seriously wrong with our system here, mm -hmm. because if you're, if you're straight and if you're decent, you're, but you have to be 
you know, you have to, you have to be a crocodile at the time. You have to be doing something under underhand, and he did it underhand, and he got applauded by his co-patriots in the Limerick, in the Wexford County Council. They should be ashamed of themselves, and that that's happening wholesale. That kind of activity. And we and were listening to all the tales of war and so forth, far and against there during the week, and there was very little comment. But in it, it's controlled as people we know. If you ring up those stations, and if you're like a point of view, you won't get on there at there all. Are hundred, there are a hundred plus people in RT who are getting paid in excess of a hundred thousand euro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now all those people should be named because they're public. It's a public body. But Seamus, I think. A group of people in RT that should not be forgotten. I, I have Jason mm-hmm. out here with me and Shelley O'Regan sent us in messages, backup stuff. And that's all we have. And Tom Ryan ourselves come in here, sit down, and we, whatever we pick up ourselves on a day to day basis. But that's, we've, and those people aren't getting paid here. Mm-hmm. But in, in RT, they have probably, if you look at the list, he, he's only the spokesperson out front. There's probably six to ten people. Working behind the scenes, research provi- yeah. providing the information statements and everything from them. Well, you see, Pat, the shocking part of it about, about the shocking thing about RT is they have some people branded special. Talent, they call, they it, call yeah. them. They call them the talents, yes. and the talents have to be treated specially, whereas the workforce are not. Well, That's the, sh- the sad yeah. thing about it. The shocking thing about it, Mr. Jerome, is the people with responsibility for their, their, the accountants, the managers, and the people that sat in front of the politicians today, those people should be dismissed. Out the door, no redundancy, no pensions, gone. Because this is, a, this is corrupt activity. It's illegal, and, it's, and they were aware of it. When you have slush funds, and that, that, that it had to be teased out for, the, 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 I don't know what, what her job was today, but she was one of the women in charge. And there were three women in charge. There was a pathetic chairman there. I wouldn't send her now for a loaf of bread. Who, who, the chair of it, like, she had an Irish name. What's her name? Well, she's, she's, a, she's from Cavanagh. I don't know where she's from. Yeah. But I'll tell you something to know if that was if that was the level of competence yeah. that we that that was in our tea as the chairperson of the authority there. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. And, and they're all they're all now accountants and they're barristers and they're they have every kind of a title and every kind of a degree you could think of. And that's that's that will happen in the banks. The same thing. The same yeah. crow again. Well, she looks very frightened today. She frightened. She looks. She looks at. I'll tell you something. Uh, you wouldn't have a. You wouldn't have a. She came across very poorly today. <laughs> poorly. Yeah. Well, that, that was her life. Mm-hmm. The clue what she was even talking about him. The only only trying to cover up lies. That's how she was doing. And the one on side was wasn't much better. But uh, Tommy, you seem to be surprised that, uh, that, that, that some of those people be still there. If you if you look back at uh, what happens, people that don't do their job properly or whatever words uh, I should use to describe it. We had the famous Kerry Baby situation. Mm-hmm. We have Fr- Nicky Kelly with the, the train robbery long ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, all those pe- and, and in all cases, the, the decisions were reversed. But all the people involved that came up with the original decisions, they all walked away with big pinch. But I'm not surprised, Pat, at all. And I, I, I know it happened. Should we talk about it? Should we consider, consider cranks and we're always yeah. giving out? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, troublemakers and we're always bringing up these things, you see, because the moral cowardice of the people out there and the moral cowardice of our leaders in particular, 
You know, I mean, this, this is where we're, this is where the whole thing is. But we have RT protesting, the staff of RT protesting these days. How is it the guards are not protesting with this guard being charged now with whatever he's been charged with? They can't, with they, go, they can't, they can't. They can't pass. They, they can't go and strike. Flow, couldn't yeah, they? Uh, well, they could, but I mean, they. they can the people, some, are, some of no. Yeah. Tis the people need to go out and protest yes, because right, the yeah. country has come to the point where it's needed. Yeah. And Pat, you mentioned something. There's a little book that I'd recommend anybody to get and read if they can lay their hands on it. Known as the Peter Principles. And the Peter Principles will tell you that we're all promoted to our level of inefficiency. Yeah. And that's what's happened in uh, when we have can boards like the one. Sorry, uh, no, can, can I just say something completely different for, before we talk? I'd like to congratulate local woman Claire Reardon for being selected. Mm -hmm. the, thank um, you for thank you for bringing the, it up. Uh, yeah, soccer, yep. the international football world cup. Uh, she's from town, uh, a lovely girl, and she, it's a great achievement to get onto the panel for the women's world cup in Australia, New Zealand, starting in she July. Only, she only commanded last week, I think, was it? She, she scored the goal. No, she played, she played several times. I've seen her play several times before. That. That did she, she score a winning goal for Celtic in a famous she match? Did, she, she did, yeah. She was with Glasgow Celtic and she was with a German side. And she, she was Wexford's uh, youths before that. Did she play here in Newcastle West? Oh, she did play at Newcastle West AFC. What does AFC mean? And Association Sharp. Well, thank you, Senator. Tom and, and I wouldn't Sharwood, be Sharwood, Sharwood, Sharwood here in Newcastle West need to be proud of her. She is the best daughter to come out of Sharwood. Mm -hmm. Connections with Granite, connections with Ashford, mm -hmm. connections with Drumcolour. Mm -hmm. Wonderful girl. Yeah. And well done to her and her family. So that's it, folks. I think that's the gist of it. And, and we'll be here again with you next week. And then we're taking a bit of a break because of the amount of money we're getting paid we're going to follow the RT system take, take the so Pat holiday. will be in Cannes next Cannes. year for the film festival and, and uh, I, I suppose we'll get paid while we're off on vacation or wherever we are which won't be we're surely entitled in India sorry Pat and Tom will be on location <laughs> and my sincere thanks there to Mary Butler in Maru Kapanauk you might come back, Mary, some night and tell us what Captain and Oak stands for. And also to <coughs> Peggy Conway, a nice lady in Limerick City. And Sarah in Clare says she'll miss us in the summertime, but she's looking forward to going to bed with myself and Tom Ryan come the, the end of August again. And she says, up the banner. So thank you, Sarah, for that one. So we'll put you to sleep on the Wednesday nights. And my sincere thanks to Seamus Kelly for making himself available for not notice because I'm not noticed for giving much notice to these guys uh, and also to Jerome thank you for making yourself available and also to Tom welcome. Always, he's like the, the ever ready battery he's always available uh, and Pat can I have the last year here yeah. before we close down <laughs> uh, uh, well not, not, uh, for tonight I'd like to thank my lads at home that are covering the silent street for me <laughs> that, 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 that I, I can come on the radio tonight and hopefully they're careful on the silent street yes. Tom because yeah. there's a lot, be of, a, a lot of foul accidents all yeah. the time happening and, and there'll be nothing left for the birds down there <laughs> so we'll see you next Wednesday night folks and if you have any messages lent you send in we, we would like to receive them from you so in the meantime stay tuned to RT and local radio stations and you will be well entertained with the local local information and 
the truth and the news, as they say. So, folks, until next week, take care. 102 FM. You've just been listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 28th of June 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Seamus Kelly and Councillor Jerome Scanlon. Join Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan for the discussion. Next week, July the 5th, 2023, will be the last episode of County Views of the current season. County Views will return on Wednesday, August the 23rd, 2023, for a brand new season. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie.